You're listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D, where we share all things related to photography. Welcome to episode 10 of Photo Tea with Anissa D. Today, we're going to be talking about the impact of artificial intelligence in the photography industry. And for this week's episode, I wanted to bring on a special guest to talk about this new topic. So James, could you please introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and where you're from. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm like, I'm very excited about this conversation. Obviously, AI is like a bit of a hot topic and it's super (laughs) relevant to what's happening for us. But yeah, my name is James Broadbent. I am the CEO and co-founder of Narrative. Some people will know us for our blogging tool, which we launched years ago now. And more recently, our photo selection tool, Narrative Select, which, yeah, is kind of relevant to our conversation today. It's a tool which leverages AI to assist you in that process of doing image selection. Prior to Narrative, I was one of the two behind the duo um, Chase Wild, which is a wedding photography brand. We, yeah, we built kind of a, a brand around like it's funny actually saying this now because I feel like everyone does it, but it's like adventurous elopements in mm-hmm. here in New Zealand. It's so easy to like hire a helicopter and we worked with loads of couples like flying up into the mountains and just doing really cool fun stuff. It also kind of like took us around the world, probably similar to you, working with clients in like maybe 13 different countries. I think some of my highlights were this amazing wedding I did in India and we shot on like the backs of camels in the desert, oh my Morocco. God shooting in the Faroe Islands. I had like a wedding in mainland China, which was really interesting. I oh never thought I would go to China. Um, wow. <laughs> oh fun. my gosh. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And really like, you know, narrative was built out of my experience as a photographer and like the pain that we experience in our <laughs> Definitely. Do you still do photography right now or have you really focused yeah. mostly on narrative now? You yeah, should- no, my goal is to to continue to shoot. I mean, I love, I love shooting. I love working with my couples. I'm trying (laughs) to shoot like five a year. And so I've still got the website live. You can jump out and check it out. It's like, it's kind of crazy, but it just generates so many inquiries and I don't, I haven't posted on social media for like (laughs) a year or something like that. Oh my gosh. Um, I love that. That's the goal. Yeah, it's handy, but it's also, I'm only trying, like if I was trying to book like 20 or 30, I'd have to kind of mm-hmm. focus on the business a little bit, but it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know we've spent his time working on SEO and a lot of that's still kind of effective. And then it's just like a lot of word of mouth and stuff like that. And then like really fun stuff comes through. Like recently I shot like one of the All Blacks weddings and I'll take like the occasional like destination shoot and go travel to somewhere fun. And But like most importantly for me, it's really like, it's crucial that I keep my finger on the pulse and like continue to use our products and yeah. just continue to stay relevant. Cause how can you build like useful tools for photographers if you're not in it yourself? Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that, you know, that kind of brings us into, we're talking about obviously AI and I think everyone knows that I use narrative select, which is an AI calling tool. But I think to start off with, I would love to just start by sharing for People who don't know, what is AI? Like, how would you describe artificial intelligence? Mm. Yeah, I love that you wanted to start with this question. And I was thinking, <laughs> I was like, I wonder how technical she wants me to go. <laughs> because I think really when you ask that question, is like everyone kind of has a surface level understanding about what AI is, right? And it's the concept of AI is really just simulating 
human behavior with a computer. But when we talk about AI, what we're most commonly talking about is machine learning, which is really a subset of AI, which is where we train a computer to, to learn from data to recognize patterns and, and to be able to reproduce that. And so you kind of like, you build what's called a machine learning model, which is ultimately like, it's like a big mathematical equation, which represents that data. And you can throw problems at it and it can spit out results. Mm -hmm. I think most people kind of can understand what this concept is because we've all learned something previously. And the learning of uh, a machine learning model is in some ways a little bit different to uh, similar to the, the learning of kind of how a human learns. It has what's called a neural network, which is how your brain functions and works. And it's like a really, really complex decision tree. So it's like, if this, then that, if this, then that, but it has like billions of nodes. And that's how it kind of like you give it something and it can and it can spit out something. And I think for the sake of the conversation today, it's kind of useful to distinguish the different types of AI because there's mm-hmm. been so much discussion around AI in the media recently, yeah. particularly around what's called generative AI. Generative AI is the process of creating text, code, images, mm. music. And that's kind of like ChatGPT, MidJourney, there's some really cool stuff producing like music and stuff like that. And then there's uh, predictive AI, which is really, as it says in the name, is like the process of trying to predict an output. That's the kind of AI which you see in things like narrative select or image recognition stuff, like detecting what's inside a photo, all the stuff that you're seeing inside like medical industry, being able to like detect cancers and stuff like that. And so I think like that high level understanding of the difference between generative AI and predictive AI is pretty relevant to our conversation because they are both going to impact the photography industry in different ways. Yeah. And I appreciate, I didn't even know that until you mentioned that, that there was two different types. And now I'm wrapping my brain around, you know, my notes here and what I know about AI in general. And I'm thinking, yeah, there, Mm. there are the two different types. So thank you for sharing that and teaching me something new today. But on that topic, I did want to, you know, talk about ways we kind of mentioned a little bit how AI Mm. has already impacted the photography space. Would love to kind of hear your thoughts, you know, on culling, of course, editing, even yeah. taking photos and what your thoughts are just on that. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's crazy how fast this has ramped up, right? And how quickly it's yeah. changed. I mean, I can talk really specifically about culling, obviously, because we have a uh, product in this space. And, you know, like our our um, product narrative select is, as we described, like a kind of predictive AI, which is really focused around this concept of assisting you in the process of finding your best images. We're not trying to automate that process. We have this like deep, yeah, I don't know, philosophical belief about what AI and photographers partnership should look like. And ultimately I believe that AI just can't automate, particularly the parts of um, selection, which are such a, you know, deep human experience. It's like an AI can't know what you think is desirable. And there are factors inside that image which influence the desirability of it that aren't kind of knowable in the image data it's like you i don't know it's like maybe something funny happened as you were shooting and that has really high influence over why that photo is considered desirable or like the rules of what make a good photo kind of get broken down in so many different occasions from things as simple as like focus to I don't know, like expression, eyes, importance of people, all of those kinds of things. There's no like 
clear rules around it. So, uh, yeah, in the space of culling, we have this, you know, narrative select, which has a feature set that kind of like, it's built around this concept of partnership with the photographer <laughs> and the AI working together to find their best images. And so, you know, we give you labels for eyes, focus, expression, well, sorry, like close-ups of people's expression. And we break a photo shoot up into scenes, which are groups of similar images. And we give you the option to like reorder those scenes, putting the better mm-hmm. ones first. And really it's about trying to give you a level which you want to engage with that AI, like kind of like yeah. giving you the creative control to engage with it in a more manual sense or a more automated sense, depending on what makes sense for the kind of scene that you're looking at at any given time. Yeah, no, that really helps. And I think too, just that's something that I love about using it, about using narrative select is that I can just, you know, it helps with the, like you said, the eye feature, like the facial recognition, but the creativity and the final decision is left up to me. So that kind Mm. of brings me to like another question is like, do you think that AI technology takes away creativity from an artist or a photographer. I know, obviously, you're, t- you're talking about a partnership, but I guess, where do we draw that line? And where where is that line? Mm. And I, I just love to hear your opinion. Yeah, yeah. I love that you answer this question because I think it's, it's a really, really important question to be asking. And I think like the high level answer is it definitely can. And one of the greatest risks of having AI is really the, the, mo- the homogenization of creativity, which basically means like everything becoming the same, <laughs> right. which is like the opposite of creativity, right? And the reason right. why that happens that, that is a risk is because the way, basically the, the way the AI works is what I explained is that it is trained from learning patterns. It's trained from what it has learned previously. It's, you know, and we see in generative AI, it has the ability to kind of like create novel concepts, like things that you might not have seen before, like a elephant floating in space or something like that. But ultimately it's like, it's still learning these patterns, which it's reproducing and it's particularly in predictive AI, which is what we're seeing sort of infiltrate the photographer's workflow. It's, it's all of its behavior is learned. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of like why one of my core philosophies around you know, introducing AI into the photographer's workflow is around this concept of partnership. I am like the last person who wants to see the creativity in the photography industry become homogenized. And so we have to work out how, this is like something I think about day and night and every day I'm in the shower is like, how do we continue (laughs) to like build that partnership between the photographer and the AI so that, so that that's not happening. And yeah, AI has, it's a, it is kind of, it appears to be creative, but it, it doesn't have, there are like these, these deep aspects of our human experience, such mm-hmm. as, you know, consciousness, emotion, and just general experiences that are fundamental to the, like the, the fundamental elements of creativity. And we come up with new ideas and concepts based on our experiences and our perspectives and AI can't do that. <laughs> right, it's not going right. to be in that way. Yeah. And I and I really like that you talk about this partnership. It's something that I feel like has opened up my mind just in this conversation that it it's definitely, you know, a balance there between, you know, the creativity as the photographer, the artist, but then also the technology and and having that partnership between the two. You know, we're kind of talking about some of the benefits that AI provides, but 
do you think about some of the maybe like threats to photographers or the photography industry, such as stock images mm. or just even photo editing, things like that? You know, do you mm. think about where AI is going to take kind of those spaces in the industry? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, there are already, so like, like you say, stock imagery, it's like there are, there are already stock websites that exclusively serve AI generated content. And so like, is that going to be a threat to that industry from the photographer's perspective? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mid Journey 5, version 5 was just released like a week ago and it's outputting like these photorealistic images. I'm not sure if you've seen any of them yet. It's I don't insane. think I have yet. And it like understands how to reproduce like, um, like different lighting scenarios of like people who are like standing in a sunset and like the shadow coming across their face. And it's like, whoa, that looks like a real photo. Mm-hmm. And so we're almost at this point where it's like an AI generated photo is nearly indistinguishable from like an actual photo, yeah, which is a really interesting place to be. But I think that, I mean, we can kind of talk about this more later on, but you're, you're sort of like generating a concept and trying to bring that to life. But it's very different to, you know, like the kind of work that you and I do, which is working right. with a particular person in a particular environment and trying to like depict and create something with them, which is very bound to like memories and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So far too, like in my experience, obviously I don't really do, you know, stock imagery and then anything that I have Mm -hmm. done in AI, such as culling or, you know, editing, I still get the final say on everything. Mm -hmm. But my, one of my questions and something that I was looking at recently is I guess with like, when it comes to photography gear, what is considered AI? Like Mm -hmm. is, is autofocus like eye tracking considered AI or at what point will camera gear? And if so, like, what do you think that will look like will be AI? And then that could mm-hmm. possibly interfere with the creative art there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, eye tracking is AI, right? It's a form of mm-hmm. like, it's in that category of predictive AI where it's trying to make an assessment about where the eye is in the photo. Mm-hmm. And how useful is that in most cases, right? Like it's right. Like when I shifted to mirrorless, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this actually makes me a better photographer because I miss focus left off less often. And as you say, I still have the power to override it. And that was like one of the first right. things I needed to find when I got my new mirrorless camera. I was like, how do I not do this? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how do I just center point focus on this particular thing? Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah, it's, and that's a re- another really great example of kind of where there's a great partnership between like an AI mm-hmm. feature and from being able to kind of like choose that. I mean, it seems pretty obvious. I mean, we're just speculating, but like more and more of, well, more AI is going to become integrated into the camera. Like, uh, yeah. will the camera be able to, I don't know, one day take the photo at the perfect moment? Probably. But who's defining that perfect moment? And that's mm-hmm. where like this challenge is happening where it's like, if we want to still be creatives who have influence over what we're achieving, then there has to be some kind of interface to enable that. And so mm-hmm. that's not defined yet. And this is kind of why this is really exciting. It's like, yeah. well, we know that there's technology which is going to happen, but we don't know how we're going to like engage with it. And yeah. And, yeah. 
it's kind of like a big kind of question mark because, and you know, that was actually one of my questions I was going to ask you is, you know, what role do you think AI will play in the future of photography, but just also in the future of entrepreneurs? Because I feel like we don't know it is such a gray area and how we can Mm -hmm. still live in that space and have it kind of integrate together without taking that you know, creativity away. So I'm curious, um, do you kind of think about, and I know you mentioned a couple of things just with gear, like hammer gear and, and how mm-hmm. AI will play a future in kind of the entrepreneurial space. Yeah. Well, I think like first and foremost is like the within the professional photographer's post-workflow, there's so many like laborious and repetitive parts of our workflow that can be automated or semi-automated. And that's what we're already starting to see with like culling and editing and and a whole bunch of other aspects which we'll start to see open up within that space. And, and like, that's so important for the photographer because, I mean, if you think about, you know, as what does the general photographer spend most of their time doing? It's either producing their delivered work or trying to generate more work. And the generate more work is like working on your brand, your style, your website, your social media, all that kind of stuff, and then trying to produce a delivered output. And if that process of producing the delivered output could be done in less time, then you can spend more time on that other part, which is growing Mm -hmm. your business, like finding your ideal clients, you know, working out ways to increase Taking more photos. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so that kind of seems like it's going to be a really, really great benefit for photographers. Mm -hmm. And so, for so long as it doesn't create like you know a whole bunch of work that looks the same we want to avoid you know this the homogenization of of work and i think we can do that for so long as we create ai that sort of creates that partnership so i think yeah yeah that's kind of like the first area and and then the second area is what we've talked about which is yeah there is actually going to be this like yeah ai generated like photography is going to become more and more common. Yeah. And will, they, will that be photographers who are creating that work? Or will it be, mm-hmm. I don't know, right, yeah. other people? That's kind of not, that's not obviously clear, but there's, you know, mm-hmm. some, some of this AI, you can actually combine a photo and AI and, and say to it, like change, you know, these things within the photo and it kind of already has the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just not seeing photographers kind of, implementing that on their day-to-day workflow, but that also might happen as well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, just thinking about that, I guess, what are some of, you know, we're talking about other people coming in the photography space and coming up with these, you know, softwares and tools and, and in the AI industry. With that in mind, what job opportunities do you think that AI can create specifically in the photography industry? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think kind of the obvious ones are more so in the space of generative AI. Okay. And so that's kind of like AI art, AI photography. I mean, if you haven't seen it already, you'll know Jonas Peterson has created a whole bunch of like AI generated art and it's like pretty interesting. And, you know, outside of the photography industry, there's already this new job title called prompt engineer which is basically someone who knows how to like generate the right kind of prompts to get the AI to produce the kind of output that you would like. Mm-hmm. And and so what, it seems pretty obvious that that will also happen inside the photography space as well when you think about right. the likes of mid-journey and the different kinds of generative, generative art and generative photography mm-hmm. that will happen. Yeah, definitely. 
yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's all interesting to think about. And right now we can pretty much only speculate, but I'd say that kind of all your, your speculations are, you know, what exactly kind of what I'm thinking too. And just, it's interesting to think about and talk to someone else in the space and just see where, what we think like AI will, will become and where, where we see it. And then, you know, with that, just do you think that the demand for photographers will decrease? You know, I think that AI will, like you mentioned, present opportunities to engineers Mm -hmm. and and things like that. Um, But, or even like the demand for, I know there are a lot of retouchers or editors and things Mm -hmm. like that. Do you think the demand for those types of, you know, people in the space that will decrease? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good question. So there's been like over the last like 20 years, it's been this trend of just a greater need for photography. Like everything is so visually driven nowadays, all like (laughs) media, marketing, social, et cetera. And so you've seen like this upward trend of just more and more professional photographers. And so there's no reason why that isn't going to continue in that direction, but there is like a subset of that, which probably won't require a person to produce, you know, certain kinds of stock imagery, commercial photography, and even just like different kinds of photography where there's not a huge creative element involved, such as like school photography. It's really just like, we know what we're trying to produce. We could probably automate the process of that. And I think kind of start to see that happen and so maybe Mm -hmm. probably across like particularly commercial industries we might start to see like a bit of a plateau in terms of the number of people operating inside that space but I quite strongly believe that you know particularly across wedding family any kind of photographer whose client is the person that they're photographing the relationship between the photographer and the person that their photograph is photographing is so crucial to the output of that result and that's something that Mm -hmm. AI won't really be able to emulate when people talk about my photography one of the things they talk about so much is just how people look so comfortable and relaxed and they look like themselves and it's just like Mm -hmm. a big part of that is the relationship which I've built with them and the ability to enable them to like be themselves have fun enjoy themselves yeah yeah definitely there's something so special I think about that human touch there and I think Mm -hmm. just in the past of seeing not even AI but just technology in general impact like our civilization and just there's always Mm -hmm. the question like oh will so-and-so technology replace my job and back in the day I I worked as a marketing uh, specialist and there was always the question oh well you know, will certain marketing, I don't even know, ads and whatnot, will that replace what I do? And so I think there's always, you know, a thought and maybe it'll affect Mm -hmm. certain industries and certain niches more. But at the end of the day, I think, especially in the kind of in this space of art and just creating and feeling human connection, like you said, there's something that you can't get with like software, computer, and technology Mm -hmm. there. So I totally agree with that, that you kind of answered my next question because I was going to ask if there are any niches or spaces that you think in the photography space that are going to be more impacted by AI. I think you, you mentioned like architecture or something and, you know, food photography, things that don't have that human connection in there. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on, Mm -hmm. on that? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of sort of exactly what I was, what I was saying is like, I think, um, yeah, the the parts of where it's more just like there's a prescribed output which needs to be delivered upon. Mm-hmm. There's like more opportunity for generative AI to be able to do that in a faster, cheaper. Like especially if you think about 
um, commercial photography. Like I know photographers who work on the average shoot has like a hundred thousand dollar budget. And it's like, Mm -hmm. man, if you could sort of like just describe what you needed that to look like and Mm -hmm. produce that with AI, it would cost a lot less. And in terms of no one has like an emotional connection or relationship to the output of that image. Same as you say, with like architecture photography, Whereas like the kind of photography that, yeah, like where the client is person being photographed, there's much more of an emotional connection to that. And I don't Mm -hmm. think we'd see the same thing sort of happen in that space. I mean, on that comment about, you know, which industries are going to get impacted just uh, long term, I think being in the creative industry is one of the safest places to be because of the reasons that we described that photography AI not really being able to have those elements of creativity which are so deeply human Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I would I would agree with that and something I really didn't even think about until this conversation that I would say we kind of are in like one of the safer industries of of that and I think too just kind of thinking about how the photography space has evolved and kind of now we're there are a lot of photographers including myself going back to film photography because I think it just Mm -hmm. gives that like extra level of just nostalgia and just raw emotion that you don't get I don't know or just maybe not as much now so I, I always think that people will be kind of holding on to just the realness and authenticity of kind of just you know, the connections that we see. Um, but that being said, of course, the benefits and especially with narrative select of, you know, AI technology is that it really can help speed up workflow, which is something that I've been talking mm-hmm. about a lot recently. And I'm curious to know if you have kind of any other thoughts on in what ways can AI benefit photographers or just entrepreneurs aside from speeding up time? Or I guess if, if that's ma- the main one, do you have any thoughts of kind of what other benefits AI can provide to just entrepreneurs in general? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think like the whole baseline of what looks like a good photo is going to be elevated with the support of AI, especially as it enters more predominantly into the editing space as well, because you spend so much of your time just trying to get this like consistent look, which Mm -hmm. is like in line with what you've previously produced, you know, getting a white balance tint, you know, exposure, blacks, shadows, whites, et cetera, kind of looking consistent. You have to do that across different lighting scenarios and environments and stuff like that. And that will all just be automated eventually. And so the time that you'll spend in the creative element is really going to be about elevating your work to somewhere mm-hmm. beyond what, what it's kind of previously been, which is really exciting. You know, if you think about the commercial spaces it currently is, there's like retouchers who spend so much time like perfecting all the different elements of the image. And there's no reason why like that level of quality couldn't start to come across to other industries where we produce larger outputs of images. So that's mm-hmm. kind of exciting, right? Yeah. And a big part of that, like consistency is going to be really easy for AI to produce, but the creative element of like, elevating an image beyond that level yeah that's like it's, it's a little less clear that it's we, we cross the bridge back into from like objective to subjective again where it's like well who you know do you want to uh, modify i don't know like this particular attribute of the image in that way well that's a decision that the photographer is going to kind of ultimately mm-hmm. need to be involved in yeah. yeah so i think like that's that's a really big part and i'm excited to see that happen and then I think the other part is what we really just talked about, which is being able to open up your time 
to be able to focus on growing your business, your brand, your style, generating the work that you want to do, find the clients that you want. And that's really like what makes a great photography brand and business. And yeah, um, yeah. So I'm kind of excited to be able to see photographers focus more in, in those areas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess on that, do you think that AI is a necessity for photographers and entrepreneurs? I almost don't really see it as like a decision. It's going to happen. And yeah. like you said, it's already happening. Like you're, if you have like, I mean, even just face tracking has been around for a long time. Yeah. Like it's going to infiltrate every part of your workflow if you choose it or not. At the level mm-hmm. at which you choose to engage with it, it's totally up to you. And that's why we're trying to like, building this in from the bottom up in terms of how we're designing select it's like you can engage with it with the level that you want yeah so i i don't yeah it's gonna happen it's like the equivalent of like it's like inevitable um, it's inevitable it's like when people were sitting around like and being like digital photography isn't real photography right what photographer doesn't do digital photography now? You might yeah. do also film, but it's just like, it's expected. Definitely. And yeah, so I think it's, it's that's kind of how I view it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've been talking about AI a little bit more on social media. And I've gotten some people who are like, oh, when, you know, at what point is it the computer? At what point is the photographer? And I think a lot of people don't realize too that they're probably already using it. And, you know, mm-hmm. kind of how we were talking about, it, I didn't even quite realized until I did a little research that eye tracking was AI or, you know, face mm. kind of tracking or just scanning mm. is AI. So I think too, like you said, it's, it's just happening. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that they are using it. And I think the thing to think about as creatives is, is that partnership and how can mm. we implement artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence into our workflow, but still keep that creative control? So I know, Absolutely. and we've talked, yeah, and we've talked about obviously narrative select and and how that kind of that partnership I think is really clear there and really nice and just allowing you know photographers to have that control there. So I, I definitely enjoy that. I I love it, and you know I, I'd love to see other AI software kind of go in line at least in the photography space um, so that we can keep that artistic discretion to ourselves, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And it has to happen because that's what photographers want, right? Like mm-hmm. no one wants to just like, we didn't come here to just produce the same thing again and again and again. You know, mm-hmm. We became photographers because we love the process of like creating. And that's what's just like such an important part of the aspect of being a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. So photographers are going to demand those kinds yeah. of tools. And totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I definitely. You, you will see that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other like interesting thoughts about AI or just, I don't know, anything at all that we maybe, I feel like we covered a lot, but I'd love to hear if there's anything else you have to share or want to share. I, I honestly think we've kind of like, we've, we've, we've cracked through a lot of the like, yeah. the, the really important stuff, but I think really like many things it's like we are so early on this journey right now in Mm -hmm. terms of what ai is and what it's capable of and like the acceleration of growth is happening very very quickly but it's comparable to like the creation of the internet basically this is really what where people are putting it and it's like what was the internet like in the 80s you could see a little bit of text you know (laughs) and what is it like now and it's like 
it's going to be the same here. And so, yeah, I think really it's just like, goes back to what we were saying. It's not, it's not like a, do you want to be involved in this? It's how you want to be involved in it. And as it sort of like infiltrates every single industry, including the photography industry, we should all kind of just be aware of it. Like everyone was so excited about crypto, but it's like, is crypto actually going to be an important part of our future? It's not obvious, but like AI definitely will be. And there's no doubt about that. And so take the time to like understand it and be informed because it will be a part of your future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love how you said in the end there, it's not if, it's how like we are to adapt to it. So that's a really great kind of just final point to think about. But yeah, I so appreciate you just coming on today and talking about artificial intelligence with me. I'd also love it if you could share and let everyone know where they can find you and follow you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can follow my personal Instagram if you want, james.broadbent. Otherwise, if you want to see my photography work, it's Chase Wild Photos across Instagram. And of course, like if you haven't tried out Narrative, I'd highly suggest you to do it. You can just search Narrative software or just narrative.so is our website. Yeah, Select has been growing insanely fast. We're processing like a billion images a year at the moment. That's incredible. And we're about about to launch Windows. And so we're about to get twice as big as we've previously been. So by the time you release this, I imagine that users, if they're on Windows, will be able to jump on and use that as well. And so we've kind of been like, (laughs) yeah, just super focused on this one area, trying to create the best product that we can. And we're really excited to, to launch that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's so exciting. I think that's like my number one question is when will they launch for Windows? So how exciting. I'll definitely make sure to leave all of your social media and the website. I have a link that I'll share as well to check out Narrative Select, but I highly recommend that you do. And now Windows users, Apple users can all enjoy. So I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, thank you again so much for coming on the podcast. And for those who listen to the end, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D. If you liked today's episode, please let me know by leaving a review and make sure to follow for more episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Anissa D Photography. See you back here next time for a new episode. Bye.